Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or the Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, we're going to be going over my top 15 running back rankings. Now, we've already gone through to my top 12 rankings, so I'm going to speak about those real quick after this, and then I'm going to go into my top 15 guys. So, the next three guys in the rankings, then the next video to close out the running back rankings will be running back six through 20 to close out the top 20 running backs. Now, before I get into the video, I'd like to ask you guys, could please go down below and click that subscribe button. It's free, and I'm going to be producing content every single day, maybe even more videos every single day come July and August to help you guys win your fantasy football championship. So please click that subscribe button. It really helps me a lot. And if you're already subscribed, please click that like button. It helps me a lot. So top 15 running back rankings for fantasy football in 2020. Looking at the rankings from my last few videos, so running backs 1 through 6 is in a video from last week and then running backs 7 through 12 is in a video from a couple of days ago. So 1 through 6, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, Alvin Kamara, Joe Mixon, and Derrick Henry now looking at 7 through 12. We had Dalvin Cook at 7, but obviously now he's holding out. I haven't adjusted my rankings right now. I just wouldn't take him in the first couple of rounds, but obviously right now we have no idea what's going to happen. Come August, he may have already signed a deal and this would be useless to move him down, so right now he's going to stay at 7 where I had him due to the injury concerns, but you can watch a video I actually made about this whole situation, but right now I'm pretty confused about it. To recap it, like now that he's saying he wants a deal north of Christian McCaffrey's deal, which means he wants more money than Christian fucking McCaffrey, and Christian McCaffrey's a running back and wide receiver combined who doesn't get hurt, and Dalvin Cook gets hurt all the time. So I don't know. I don't know how he's going to get that money. At 8, I have Nicholas Chubb, 9, Josh Jacobs, 10, Austin Eckler, 11, Kenya Drake, and 12, Miles Sanders. So at number 13, I have the first rookie of the rankings. That is running back Clyde Edwards Hilaire, rookie running back of the Kansas City Chiefs out of LSU. His FFPC ADP, which means his expert, not expert leagues, these are like high stakes leagues. So guys who are putting like $150 plus in to play fantasy football, this is where these guys are getting drafted. So he's a second round pick, but I think he may honestly move into the first round because a lot of people are very high on CEH 5'7", 207 pounds. 21 years old, obviously a rookie in the league. His 40-yard dash, his speed score not that good, his burst score 89th, and his bench press 11th percentile, which isn't very good at all. But hey, the workout metrics don't mean as much as a lot of people like to put into him. If a guy's a super stud athlete, you can see it on the field, and you can see it off the field with these workout metrics, sure, it means a lot. But CEH is a very talented running back. Now, obviously at LSU last season, they won the national championship in an absolute easy fashion up against the Clemson Tigers. Tigers versus Tigers. 15 games, 215 rush attempts, 1,414 rush yards, 6.6 yards per carry, 55 receptions on 58 targets, 453 receiving yards, 17 total touchdowns, and a 10.2% target share in that offense. So this guy's a beast on the ground and in the passing game. I think the Kansas City Chiefs really look to use a sole back in that offense. That's what the Andy Reid system is. There's going to be people saying, oh my god, Andy Reid doesn't necessarily do that. He does. He likes to go with the one back. If Damian Williams was healthy all of last year, he would have been the only back getting touches. That's why last year, Damian Williams was looked at as a top 12 running back before all this stuff happened, before he ended up getting hurt. He may not instantly become that head honcho type of back on the team. It may take a few weeks for him to be the true lead back, but eventually he will become that lead back over Mr. Playoff Damian Williams. Now, looking at his draft capital, he was drafted as the first overall running back in the 2020 NFL draft at the end of the first round, pick 32. Now, something to note, Andy Reid compared CEH to Brian Westbrook, who he coached when he was in Philly, later saying Clyde Edwards 
Edwards Hilaire is better, better than ex running back Brian Westbrook, who is known to be one of the better running backs in the NFL's history. Not the best running back ever, but he's a pretty solid back, a great back. And he had first round draft capital, which is important to note because I want to show you guys this graph and this chart. Now, this is based on the last 10 years from PPR 2010 to 2019. If you're looking at the top of the screen here, we can see a chart. CEH was not a top five or a top 10 pick. So we're going to go ahead and look at the round one pick. So there's a 44% chance if you get picked in the first round to finish as a top 12 running back. Now that's not where we have him. We have him slotted as running back number 13. 56% chance top 24, 69% top 36, and top 48 and 81 percentile. So you have to understand that this is not since he was drafted in the first round, like a lot of people are saying, this doesn't mean he's a surefire going to be an RB1 in fantasy football, but I still think he will be. I think he will be good enough on the field to warrant being drafted. Patrick Mahomes wanted to get C. CEH on the team. Andy Reid called him up. Andy Reid's eating a burger, and he's like, you know what? And he's like, calls Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes is like, hey, I want CEH. And then, you know what they do? They draft fucking Clyde Edwards Lair. Pat Mahomes, everyone says, oh, he's the gunslinger. Oh, this, oh, that. He can easily dump the ball off to CEH. And they could also have a better running game, which would be even better for the whole offense if you have a guy as dynamic as CEH in the backfield. I think Clyde Edwards Lair has the top 12 potential. He's at running back 13, but he's knocking on the door to becoming that top 12 guy. So if you guys have enjoyed this video thus far, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below. Now looking at running back number 14, we have A. A. Ron Jones, running back of the Green Bay Packers, FFPC 80 P18.9659 208 pounds. Now, funny to note, out of college, his best comparable player was Christian McCaffrey, and him and Christian McCaffrey were the top two running backs in fantasy football last year, which I found to be quite funny. Last season, Aaron Jones finished as running back numero two, 14 games played, 19.7 PPR points per game, third in the NFL, 236 carries, 14.8 per game, 15th in the NFL, 1,084 rush yards, 67.8 per game, 11th in the NFL, 69 targets, nice, 4.3 per game, 11th in the NFL, 49 receptions, 3.1 per game, 14th in the NFL, 474 receiving yards, 29.6 per game, 8th in the NFL, and red zone touches 44, 2.8 per game, 11th in the NFL, and total touchdowns 19, numero 1 in the NFL. So Aaron Jones had quite the good year and compared to what many thought he would be. So last year in the fantasy drafts, if you guys remember, if you were playing last year, him and Carrion Johnson were the breakout candidates. Some people were on Carrion, others were on Aaron Jones because you had to pick them around the same spot. And then Carrion was rising up and Aaron Jones slightly was just staying around the same spot. Truth be told, you should have taken Aaron Jones, not Carrion Johnson, because Carrion Johnson hit you with the 1-2 Mayweather and knocked your team out, whereas Aaron Jones hit the other team with the 1-2 Mayweather and absolutely demolished their ass. Aaron Jones in 2020, though, there is a case for him having a huge regression. When you score 19 total fucking touchdowns, it's pretty clear you're going to regress in that state, and now the team could regress because they add new pieces into the backfield with Aaron Jones. Now, they still have Jamal Williams, but then they draft AJ. Dillon in the second round of the 2020 NFL Draft, but they also in the first round select Jordan Love, and they didn't draft a single wide receiver, which means they told Aaron Rodgers to go fuck off, which could be good for the running game, but something I also found very interesting when I was looking up stats on Aaron Jones is actually that the Green Bay Packers ranked 17th in run percentage last season at 40. 
0.19. Now, a lot of people, including myself, thought Mr. Matt LaFleur was a run-heavy guy, which he is because you're comparing LaFleur to Mr. Mike McCarthy. In the past, the Packers were just gunslinging the ball. They were passing it on every down. Now, they're more likely to run the ball, so in comparison, they're a more run-heavy team, but they're not as run-heavy as you probably perceived. And like I said, they added no one to the receiving game, so they might just be running the ball more, but A.J. Dillon will eat into that, especially the touchdown total, because if you've ever seen A.J. Dillon, that guy looks like the wrecking ball that Miley Cyrus rode in the wrecking ball music video. He is going to absolutely play through the offensive and the defensive line and find his way into the end zone. So that obviously is going to hurt Mr. A.A. Ron Jones. Looking at some other splits that I found super interesting from Rotoviz, Aaron Jones splits. The games on the left are in split when Devontae Adams was in the game. Out of split is without Mr. Devontae Adams in the game. And I think that this is a very, very, very important topic to touch on since most people don't bring out the fact that Aaron Jones was pretty much fucking two scoring two times the amount of points he was so much better when Aaron when Aaron Jones was in the game without Mr. Devontae Adams versus when they were both on the field because guess what the receiving core fucking sucks so when Devontae Adams is out there he's seeing a lot of touches which is really hurting Aaron Jones's receiving game whereas when he's out of there he's getting a lot more receptions and targets so if we're looking at the games out of split so the games without Mr. Devontae Adams four games played 20.78 PPR points versus 16.64 without Mr. Devontae, with Devontae Adams in the game. So without Devontae Adams, he's on fire. Without Devontae, or with Devontae Adams in the game, I should say, he's just okay. I mean, 266 fantasy points full out for the whole season versus 476. Which player do you really think is going to be better? I mean... With Devontae Adams here, I'm pretty worried about Aaron Jones. That's why I have him outside of my top 12, especially with the addition of Aaron Jones. Receptions per game. Without Devontae Adams, 5.5. With Devontae Adams, 2.25. He scored zero receiving touchdowns in 12 games when Devontae Adams was in the game. And without Devontae Adams in there, 0.75. So he's almost scoring a touchdown every single game without Devontae Adams. His targets almost doubled. 3.5 with Devontae Adams versus 6.75 without Devontae Adams. His receiving yards, 16 with Devontae Adams versus 70 without Devontae Adams. A huge, huge disparity here. His rushing attempts were actually lowered when Devontae Adams was not in the game because the passing was much more heavy. With Devontae Adams, 15 without 13.75. Rushing touchdowns, 1-1, one and one, so he was pretty similar on the, on the ground game. And then his rushing yards were the same in with Devontae Adams versus without him. So these stats right here, let me know what you guys think about this. Does this make you think completely different about Aaron Jones being completely playing way worse with Devontae Adams in the game. So let me know what you guys think about that. Let me know what your guys' top 15 running backs are down below in the comment section. Now we move on to running back numero 15. At running back 15, we have Le'Veon Bell, New York football Jets running back, FFPC 32. So he's going much further back than any of the rest of the guys we've had on this list so far. Six foot one, 230 pounds out of Michigan State. Now, Le'Veon Bell might be the most controversial back on this list by far, and in my top 15. Some people love Le'Veon Bell's value late and could see him as a top 12 back, like myself. Other people say, oh my god, Le'Veon Bell last season bet me over and just absolutely raw-dogged me because I drafted him inside the top 12 and he didn't perform, blah, 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 blah. 
I can see why you might be pissed off about that, but don't take your bias from last season and bring it into this season. It's a whole new fucking season. It's a whole new Jets team, and Le'Veon Bell is the safest fucking pick ever. This guy is going to perform this season, whether you like it or not, because he did fine last year. Ivan was running back 15. This year finished as running back 16 in 2019 in 15 games, and some of those games were without Mono Man Sam, which is interesting because I'm going to talk about those stats after this. 14.2 PPR points per game, 18 that running back, which I would like to note is very good for running back you're finding in the third round due to his immense safety. 246 carries, 16.4 per game, 11th in the NFL. 789 rushing guards, 52.6 per game, 23rd in the NFL. His target and reception numbers were looking good, 5.2 per game, 7th in the NFL and 66 receptions, 4.4 per game, 7th in the NFL, 461 receiving yards, 30.7 per game, 9th in the NFL. Red zone touches, 27, 1.8 per game, 27th in the NFL, and his total touchdowns were 4, 42nd in the NFL. Now, I understand last year his yards per carry number was like four or three. It was fucking terrible. This guy was looking like Le'Veon Bell, but if Le'Veon Bell got kneecapped in the parking lot before every single game, he just wasn't rushing as well. I understand that, but he is going to be getting the dump off city from Mono Man Sam, Mr. Kid C Ghost Sam. The guy just loves to dump the ball off to Le'Veon Bell. That's going to be the game plan. I understand Adam Gaze really does screw Le'Veon Bell over because Adam Gaze is a certified dumbass. There's a couple coaches in this league that I think are dumbasses. Him and Bill O'Brien especially, probably the two biggest in the league. I think Le'Veon Bell will have a great year though, but something to note about his stats with and without Mono Man Sam is he actually played worse with Le- with Mr. Mono Man Sam versus without Sam Darnold. With Sam Darnold 12 games versus 3 with out Sam Darnold. So with Sam Darnold, 13.83 PPR points per game versus 16.33 without Le- or without Sam Darnold. 3.75 receptions versus 7 without Sam Darnold because they were had to develop a game plan to just make sure the other quarterback didn't get absolutely blown out because their backup quarterbacks were fucking garbage. It was like Luke Falk and their starting quarterback, Sam Darnold, can actually throw the ball somewhat down the field. So 3.75 versus 7. His receiving touchdowns was not too hot. He only scored one the whole season. And that was with Mr. Sam Darnold as the quarterback. 4.58 targets versus 7.67. So like I said, the receptions and the target number got a lot lower when Sam Darnold was playing the quarterback position, which is kind of scary. But at the end of the day, if he's getting five, six targets a game, which I think is possible for this season, he will be fine. Yet again, 27. 7.25 receiving yards per game versus 44.67 without Mono Man Sam. 16 rushes versus 18 with Sam. So he is with Sam Darnold. 16 versus 18 without. 0.25 rushing touchdowns because he only scored four rushing touchdowns last year, which I think is there's negative regression for touchdowns with Aaron Jones. He's going to get less. I think Le'Veon Bell sees a lot more this season, especially in his second year on the team with an O-line that is just better than last year because they brought in other pieces that just have to be better than the revolving door that Sam Darnold was getting crushed in and that Le'Veon Bell was getting crushed in. 53.38 rushing yards with Mr. Sam Darnold versus 48 without, so his rushing yards were more due to the fact that the team was just playing better with Sam Darnold on the field. Overall, I think Le'Veon Bell's a very safe pick. I just thought this was funny to note that he played much better without Sam Darnold than with Sam Darnold on the field. If you guys ended up enjoying this video and you had a fun time, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below. Leave a comment bell down below and I'll shout you guys out in one of the next videos. I love each and every single one of you guys. Make sure to have a great rest of your day. Please hit that subscribe button. I love you all. Good boy.